Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody, and welcome to the Thursday edition of Locked On Texans, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every Monday through Friday. And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis, Texans reporter for ESPN Houston 97.5. Please be sure to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. And I'm here along with my partner in crime. John, some sports guy Hickman. I'm just your Locked On Texans football Analysts, happy to be back with you guys on a Thursday. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the car parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. I'm happy to be back with you guys. And Unfortunately, we were not able to record this show before the airing of David Cully's press conference. And uh, you guys know that we record on Wednesday nights or the nights before the uh the the posted date of the show and so i am really excited to listen to what david cully is going to say later for a lot of different reasons cody and listeners i want to see his reactions to questions i don't want the reporters to take it easy on him we need to know who we have a lot of people feel like david cully is a pawn as a coach and i i believe that's unfair even though that may be correct, let's see what his direction is. Let's see where he wants to go. Let's get a lot of his ideas about free agency and the draft. And more importantly, and I mean more importantly, ask him how the conversation with Deshaun Watson went. We need to know this. Ask him what he thought of the conversation or let's see what he thought of the conversation and immediately, what is the plan now that we know Deshaun Watson does not want to be here in Houston? But I want to start off the show with some Texan news. Long snapper John Weeks, who holds the Texans record for most games played in franchise history, that record will not be extended in 2021 as John Weeks was not brought back by the Houston Texans. They informed him of this information on Wednesday. You can add Weeks to the list of players who will not be returning by new GM Nick Casario, including Cullen Gillespie, Josh McCown, Duke Johnson, Nick Martin, among others. More news from the team on 16 and Kirby. Greg Jackson was announced as a safety coach for Houston on March 10th. Jackson recently spent time in Dallas from seasons 2016 through 2019 after returning from Michigan under Jackson. Xavier Woods really took a, a step in his game under Jackson once he returned to Dallas and actually had some opportunity and time to work with Woods. And take a look at this. Lonnie Johnson tweeted today that he's not going back to corner. So he's comfortable at safety. He wants to be at safety. I believe, Cody, we've said this multiple times, that the best, the best way Houston can get the most out of Johnson is at safety. So Jackson could definitely help Johnson get to another level in his play. But that was announced on March 10th. So uh, some moves from Houston in regards to players and coaches, they're still um, getting this coaching staff, well-rounded coaching staff, I believe, getting them ready because 2021 starting next Wednesday, is it, Cody, for free agency kicks off? Yes, it's gonna sir. It's going to be pretty crazy. 
And there's going to be a lot with free agency coming up. And I'm actually glad that you talking about Xavier Woods because he was actually one of the players I would like to see the Texans go after in free agency next week. As you guys know, on yesterday, we talked about ways how the Texans can actually improve at cornerbacks. But and, you know, they actually need improvements throughout their secondary. And of course, when you take a look at safety, I am high on Justin Reed. I am high on Lonnie Johnson Jr. But if we can actually reunite Woods, who had one of his best season under Jackson here in Houston, I'm all for it. The actual season that I was referring to where Woods had his best season was 2019. 2020, he took a step back, in my opinion. And that defense had a lot of issues. That entire team, shout out to Dak, by the way. But the Cowboys had a lot of issues throughout the entire team on both sides of the ball. 2019 was the last year that he worked with Jackson. And that was, in my opinion, his best year. He's slated to make around $6.2 million over the course of a four-year deal. So, that's something that Houston could, you know, look at and say, well, do we want to designate six to $6.2 million to you this year? Can we afford it? And that's for any free agent, right? We're going to talk about that. That's for any free agent. What can we afford on one year deals? And if it makes more sense to stretch that deal out to maybe three to four years, and I think Woods would get a four-year deal, we have to understand that Houston like a lot of NFL contracts may put the big money a little bit later in the contract so that it leaves them room to get away from what they'd have to pay. But I can see uh, maybe a $5 million uh, part of that contract this year. And then the number increases for next year. He'll more than likely get that guaranteed. But after that, you know, Houston will leave the room to move on from Woods if they see fit that he's not working out for him and, and this new scheme that they're going to, introduced with the new regime or you never know they may have a player that have a breakout season we never know what's going to go on, what's going to go on with Lonnie Johnson with every increasing number of makes like Fiat Kia and models like Pacifica and XT5 it is now impossible to stock all of your parts you need in a traditional chain storefront why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidated questioning and wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer choosing only the brand his warehouse happens to carry. Come on, guys, we can do better than that. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at your home and in your pocket. One reason to repair and maintain your car is to save money that you can use for other important things like mortgage or food. Why would you choose to spend 30, 50, or even 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or new car dealership? For example, the Delphi FG1456 fuel pump assembly for a 2005 through 2010 Honda Odyssey cost $353.99 at Advance, a big chain store. But it only cost $216.79 at rockauto.com. Chain stores have a different price tiering for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. Rockauto.com prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices available rather than the changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require a membership or account login. Go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Do You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com.
along with Rock Auto and their amazing selection with their reliably low prices. You know, we've been telling you about Bill Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now, and I love it. I stand by it. Bill Bar is the amazing low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all of the bars. Now it's time to find out which Bill Bar is the best. It's Built Bar Madness, and this is going on across the entire network. And today's matchup is, drumroll please, you have the Caramel Brownie versus the Cherry Barcia. And I think Caramel Brownie wins that nine times out of ten. Go to BuiltBar.com or go to at Built underscore Bar on Twitter. Remember to use promo code LOCKEDON20 to get 20% off your next order. That is locked on 20 to get 20% off your next order at billboard.com. And check back to see who's won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar that Bill Bar has to offer. Betting on the Texans, the Rockets, the Astros, who the season is about to get started. So I can't wait to watch some Astros. Uh, and I work downtown, actually. So whenever I get off from work and if Houston has a game, I'm just going to walk over to the Minute Maid Park and save on parking. So it sucks for a lot of you guys. But it doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you're making these bets, you can always listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcasts. Listeners, by Houston not trading Will Fuller at last year's trade deadline, they really hurt themselves. Uh, along with J.J. Watt, J.J. Watt was able to walk freely and they didn't get anything in return. But at the time, the optimism was pretty high for Will Fuller returning. He wanted to be in Houston. Uh, Deshaun Watson wanted him to be back in Houston. And we really didn't see the situation and the mess Houston is in right now, right? And then over the course of the offseason, we started to understand why players were either not coming back in the previous years, getting traded, or why it's hard for Houston to get free agents. Will Fuller wasn't even approached about re-signing to stay in Houston. And the Texans won't get a third-round compensatory pick for this year's draft after losing Will Fuller, which is also important news as well. According to the NFL on Tuesday, the release of the compensatory picks for the 2021 NFL draft was revealed. The Texans will not receive any additional picks in April's draft. How compensatory picks work? Teams are awarded compensatory draft picks between rounds three and seven based upon a league formula that takes into account the following criteria for players who left the team to sign elsewhere as free agents. Average salary per year, APY, snap count, and postseason awards. While there is an expected level of compensation for a player based on the amount he has signed for his playing time or lack thereof in the upcoming season could alter the expectation to qualify for compensatory picks, teams must end up with more qualifying free agents lost than gain in a particular year. So who did we lose last offseason, Cody? DJ Reader. We lost DJ Reader. And so you'd think that we'd be able to get a compensatory pick back. But who did the Texans sign last year as free agents? Randall Cobb, safety Eric Murray, safety Jalen Watkins, and guard Brent Quayley. They all had to be considered in this Compensatory formula, which is why Houston did not receive a compensation pick in this year's draft. You know, that that's something that a knowledgeable front office would have known at the trade deadline, right, Cody? If you knew that 
a couple of things. If you knew you're not really on the wheel for the train to re-sign him, and if you also knew that because of the moves Bill O'Brien made previously, you should have moved on from Will Fuller at that trade down line, which would have gotten you at least rumored a fourth-round pick from Green Bay. Houston was looking for a second-round pick. Uh, Green Bay did not want to give that up for Will Fuller, and now it looks like he may be going to Green Bay after all. I'm looking at this situation from, from one standpoint. And before I get to that, the number of compensatory picks allotted in each year is limited to the number of teams in the league, which is 32, per the CBA. However, compensatory picks are not divided up equally among the teams, and no team can receive more than four compensatory picks in a single year. So that's just information that I wanted you guys to have in regards to knowing how this works. And currently, the Texans still sit at eight with Currently, the Texans still sit with eight picks in the NFL draft and $17 million to use in free agency, which we'll get to coming up. But one thing I wanted to look at was this. This is another reason why uh, the chaos that was transpired that started last year, rather, Nick Casario is doing the best job he can to rid himself of the lack of knowledge and the lack of understanding of what it takes to for NFL contracts and how to get teams better. Um, not going to stay on it for too long, like I already have, but the smarter move would have been trading him at the de- deadline last year. Maybe you were hoping to get a third round pick, but if you would have known of the rules and qualifications to get a compensatory pick, to get that third round pick, then you would have, you would have never waited. You would have made that move. And, you know, it's just another, it's another reason why uh, Houston is in the situation that they're in. Well, in hindsight, looking back on it, yes. But at the time, going back to not just the trade deadline, but looking at where the Houston Texans was with Will Fuller at the beginning of the 2020 season, it, it's kind of hard to say they should have traded him at the deadline because First and foremost, they did have all intentions of keeping him, especially considering the fact after you lost DeAndre Hopkins, Will Fuller at the time was answering the question that he can A, stay healthy and B, be the team's number one top receiver and C, the relationship that he has with Deshaun Watson. And going back to Watson's exit interview, he did not give any type of hint that he was going to be demanding a trade. He talked about how he was going to do everything possible in his power to make sure that they keep Will Fuller around. Romeo Cannell was asked about it, and Romeo said there is a good possibility that Fuller was going to continue to be here on this roster with him scheduled to be an unrestricted free agent. However, John, as you alluded to, given how bad things has unraveled for the Houston Texans over the past couple of weeks over the past couple of months it doesn't look good for them right now however at the same time I do not blame the Texans for not trading Fuller because prior to him getting suspended Fuller was top 10 in the league in reception yards that is worth more than a fourth round pick as mentioned the Texans still only have eight picks in this NFL draft that third round pick would have been huge for them because you know it would have gave given them nine picks it would have given them another pick in the third round where you can find a lot of gems and help out this scouting department led by nick casario and his new regime that he's brought in so you know that's just one of those things where the news of houston not getting a compensatory pick and why they're not getting a compensatory pick 
but with the $17 million that Houston have in this upcoming free agent, uh, free agency that starts next week. And we are very excited to uh, see the targets Houston will go after. Before they do that, Cody, I do want to mention that they still need to wrap up the guys that they have on their roster from last season. And the only two guys that I want to see back right now is P.J. Hall and Farrell Brown. I want to see those deals get worked out uh, before we can kind of get into free agency next week. However, with the news of Kyle Rudolph getting contacted by Houston, that may throw off the Farrell Brown getting a deal. Why? You don't want to have a situation where you have Farrell Brown, Jordan Aikens, Paheli Warren, and Kyle Rudolph. Somebody has to go. And that's just, and Darren Fells, not to mention him. Not to forget to mention him. And also, we need to get Terrell Adams resigned. But the, the tight end position is a, a, is a position where they have some talent. It's very competitive. Adding Kyle Rudolph to the mix can do some things. We're going to talk about that as well. And this, you know, should Houston even address the tight end room? That's, that's the big question. That's the main question right there. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are all in full swing. Bet online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet online has you covered for all of the news, scores, and odds. It is the best way to place your bet, and it's free to sign up. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Use promo code LOCKEDON. Thursdays on LOCKEDON NFL are definitely a must-listen. As Ryan Tracy and Jake Liskow break down teams across the NFL from analytics and team-building perspectives, get the expert analysis on your favorite teams from Ryan and Jake every Thursday. Subscribe to LOCKEDON NFL wherever you get your podcasts. On yesterday, the NFL announced the league salary cap for the upcoming season, which is set for $182.5 million, which is also a $16 million decrease from where the salary cap was in 2020. And with less money expected to be handed out starting next Wednesday when free agency opened up, I'm actually under the impression that a lower salary cap would actually be a little bit beneficial for the Houston Texans. Because when you take a look at the Texans situation with Deshaun Watson, plus knowing that this team is right now the laughing stock of the entire NFL, I'm pretty sure Nick Casario would have had a hard time trying to convince valuable players to sign with the Texans for this upcoming season. Now, since the salary cap is lower, which means less money is going to be handed out, which means there are going to be less job offers. Now the Texans are in a position where they might have an opportunity to sign some really good, valuable players for this upcoming season, especially considering the fact that they most likely will sign a one-year deal in hopes of cashing in on their talents next offseason. Which means, John and listeners, maybe, just maybe, your 2021 Houston Texans will not be a band of misfits like I've been saying this entire offseason. Well, you know, with you saying that, Cody, the name that immediately jumps out to me is Kyle Van Noy. Just got cut by the Miami Dolphins. Uh, and I think that him, along with Malcolm Butler, the ties that they have to Casario, Jack Easterby, and, you know, Brandon Cooks is also on this team. They all play together. But those are two players that I immediately think of got cut uh, one, one year into his deal with Kyle Van Noy. Malcolm Butler had 
two years left, I believe, in his contract, maybe one. But, you know, he's still looking to play. And the one thing about Malcolm Butler is if he arrives to Houston, then he immediately helps out Bradley Roby. Kyle Van Noy immediately helps, you know, try to lessen the burden on this team without J.J. Watt and rushing the passer. Uh, and with the APY, let's look at the APY really quick before we get out of here. With the salary cap going down from 198 from last year to 182 this year, the less money every team has to spend throughout the NFL, the less percentage of what they can provide to certain players at certain positions will go down. And so you're looking at a situation where guys who are not all pro players, guys who are not pro bowl players, they are not going to get the, the booming money that they would have gotten last season because of the $16 million decrease in available cap space throughout the NFL. So to your point, it does help out Houston a lot. It helps Houston out because now the projection of what players would have made has gone down and they can take that $17 million, which I'm happy that they were get out of the red, get into the green, the positive and get to a place where $17 million is what we're excited for. But, they do have an opportunity to spend some money to get better at certain positions. Kyle Rudolph was contacted by the Houston Texans. Is that a right move, Cody? Is is Kyle Rudolph a need for the Houston Texans right now? Hell no. First and foremost, I'm looking at it from two standpoints. One, maybe if Deshaun Watson was still was going to be a part of this team. And maybe if we still had somewhat of a playoff borderline championship contention team, I will say, yes, I'll be all for the move, but you don't. Everyone is expecting the 2021 season to be somewhat of a rebuild. And for people like me who is holding on to a slimmer of hope that the Texans will actually have a competitive team in 2021, we, we're still not expecting too much from them. So bringing in a veteran like Rudolph doesn't make sense for the team in the direction that is going. Plus, John, as you alluded to in the last segment, he will be the what fifth tight end on his roster. Darren Fails, Jordan Akins, Kahili Warren, Pharaoh uh, Brown. Well, if you bring in if you bring in Rudolph, then you don't resign Pharaoh Brown. You can move on from Darren Fails. If you cut him before June first, you'd only accumulate five hundred thousand dollars in dead money, but you'd also save two point three million dollars. Okay, that's one tight end. You can also look at the possibility of moving on from Kahili Warren. If you cut him before June 1st, 446000 goes to dead money. The rest you save, which is 556000 You save close to $557,000 you've saved in the cap. So if you bring in one, you could possibly save more by letting go of two. And, and we believe that Houston won't be good enough to compete. But we're not the GM. We're, we're not Nick Asirio. We're not this new coaching staff. They believe they can compete. And so they're going to make the best moves for them. And if they believe that Kyle Rudolph is a great at tight end, and presumably over the course of his career, he'd definitely be the best tight end in this, uh, on this unit right now. If we're looking at what he's been able to do out of his plan in his playing time, you can also make money, save money by letting go of two other players. I'm John, some sports guy Hickman. Thank you for checking out the Locked On Texans on Thursday.
follow us on Twitter at Locked On Texans and like us on Facebook as well. And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace. You are Locked On Texans, your daily podcast on the Houston Texans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.